Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Skull Sessions. This week I'm joined by two UK bands. I'd like to welcome Cole Bones and Outlander to the show. For Cole Bones I have Max, who's the drummer. Max, welcome to the show, man. Hi, Dan, thank you. And for Outlander, I have Ian. Ian, hey, thanks man. for coming on, man. I appreciate your time you're taking out to come on and onto the show. I suppose the reason I brought two of you on, obviously, is because you're from the same country, but I'm hoping we can have a good chat about all things within the UK scene, I suppose. But also, you both shared a dunk stage recently, and I was there myself to witness both. So we'll touch on that as we go along, all right? So let's, do you know each other from previous tours, experiences? Have you crossed paths? Uh, yeah, so 2018, um, we brought out um, our debut album, Where It All Began. And I think we, I think um, the band we toured with, Blanket, everyone yeah. probably knows Blanket, um, they may have brought out their album or, or just brought it out. Um, and we kind of done like a, a tour together. And on the show in Birmingham, we, Asylum 2, Mm-hmm. that's when we had Outlander on the bill. And, yes. and from what I remember, it was a bloody good night. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. show that was. Yeah. Good fun. Yeah. You'd agree? Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> Great stuff. And lads, again, I won't say you met, but you crossed paths at Dunk. That whole Dunk experience, guys, what, what did you make of it? Has, it? has it even settled? Has it has it kicked in yet? Can you look back? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's... Uh, it was it was it was pretty special. I gotta mm-hmm. be honest. Dunk was amazing. Like the guys who organised that festival, yeah, absolutely wonderful. Like everything leading all the way up to it, and the day of, and everything. They were just they were great. Couldn't be more helpful. Mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. atmosphere. Venue was incredible. I love that setup. So yeah, yeah had a great time. Max, what do you reckon yourself? Yeah, and we we spoke about it briefly before. It was. It was- Absolutely, I would say life changing for me. Just the response that we got, the build up, the anxiety was this going to well being two years ago, you know, and then having to wait this time. And then we had a we had a phase where we didn't know if it was going to happen because we had a yeah. few things let us down behind the scenes. And all of a sudden, we're there, we're loaded in, we're having a sound check, and then you go beyond the curtain, you get yourself, or in my case, you get yourself all dressed up, and then you walk out, <laughs> and it's like, oh, there are actually people here. <laughs> and then there was a fucking lot of people there. there, was, there was. <laughs> so yeah, it was great. I should really, you've I've had my beer, you've all got beers, but I should yeah. really I, I stole this. Yeah. I think we all did. We all yeah. have, we yeah. all have our dunk cups. Yeah. Yeah, I've got stole, a few yeah. of them. A few, I, stole a few, a few I, yeah. Bought it, yeah, so. I got a few. <laughs> yeah, I mean like it again, it's something your was your second time there, uh, Max, is it that what you're saying? Cold bones? Uh, uh, no, we, we oh, originally yeah. so we, we bought out our album via dunk back in when the pandemic first started yeah and we so we were going to play in support of that and okay, it just yeah, like just right. two years you miss and then yeah the anxiety is building you're like oh god are people gonna associate us with dunk still but yeah, yeah. they did i, I was i was there to witness that it was an incredible show like as i said to you just off here before we came on i even went into your sound check just to hear you play to an to an empty fucking hall like just you know that's how good the cataclysm album is for me and anyway, personally it's it, Cracker. Oh, Ian, you played on a different stage, obviously, but still full house. You know, yeah. I mean, you've got the same crew people in there anyway. You know, they're just yeah. going up and down stairs to get to each show. Like, can you put into words like how, how oh. it feels to be sort of looking out at those numbers? Like, you know, man, it it didn't feel real while we were doing it, to mm. be honest. I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it was it was just incredible. Like, the mm. The reception was amazing. Yeah. Turnout was amazing. The way we were treated was great. 
my voice broke in sound check and I was like pacing oh. backstage swearing at myself. But yeah, we you know, we got through it, it was fine. Um but yeah, it was just it's it's not very often um that you get the opportunity to play in front of people who are like actively interested in your music. Yeah. Like um I always kind of feel like we get uh certainly on on local gigs in the past mm-hmm. we've kind of been the outliers and you know it, yeah it, it's kind of you know you might catch someone's attention but you know you, you're kind of like a side note and that's that's fine i don't mind being in that position but to actively play in front of a, a crowd which is interested in your style of music is is pretty special it's it's a strange one where uh because <clears throat> we're we're part of a massive genre you know post-rock is a is a global yeah. genre yeah it's still considered quite niche and i'm not too sure i'm not too sure why mm. now is it because mm. the music scenes all over the world in each country are, are small but when they're put together that's when they are massive they're john yeah. like dunk yeah. we've got people from all over the world bands and and fans you know coming there and, and checking music out that they've either heard or haven't heard um and i just always think like why why is it not bigger yeah because the, the, the appreciation that we get, whether it's paying a show to 10 people or the amount we played with at Dunk, mm-hmm. it's bonkers. I suppose, is it because, like you said, Max, like it's a niche sort of area, like, but you have it scattered all over the world. So like to get a big yeah. show like Dunk, people fucking make the pilgrimage like to Dunk, you know? Like Ireland for me, I, I thought it was a big deal, me travelling to, to Belgium, like, but they're coming from the States, Australia, you name it. Like yeah. they've come fucking like transatlantic. Like, you know, it's, it's just one of those places. It's, it's a unique experience, I suppose. And any band who's in this genre of music, I suppose it's a box ticking exercise that you have to play dunk. Is it the one? you got, you got to play dunk. It's the Mecca. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's the yeah. absolute Mecca. You've got Post, Post in Paris, I think is one. That's you've right. got, you've got the one in America, which, Post, yeah. I don't know what that's called. You, I think you used, uh, said it just then. I did. Yeah. Um, we've got Art Tangent in the UK, mm-hmm. which is huge. Which is an, which is another massive one. Um, but yeah, I think Dunk. And I just kind of want to say as well, we're on Dunk Records, mm. best label in the world. Best like you could be on any other label, but if you experience Dunk just once in your life or be around those people, mm-hmm. uh, in the same, <clears throat> the greatest people, you know go above and beyond to, to do anything they can to make your experience yeah. the best it can possibly be. Whether it's Dunk Fest, printing records, liaising about the vision you've got, the best. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think it's brilliant. I have to agree. Yeah, you can't, I can't say enough good things about Dunk as a whole. The festival, the, the label, the guys there. Yeah. You know, who, who I, I've been seeing them since 2017, like, you know, going to the shows, like everyone, just go out of their way for you. There's nothing, nothing is a problem. It's just one of those exactly. amazing places. Like, but try and compare it then, Ian, like to, to local scenes then, you know, in the UK, as I said, like before Birmingham, it's, it's a big city, huge city. Is metal a big thing? Yeah. Is post-rock a big thing? Or how does it um, work? Metal is definitely a big thing. Um, there's a couple of like uh, specialist promoters yeah. that do uh, the metal stuff. And by all accounts, like that, that does pretty well. There's not much crossover um, mm-hmm. in terms of genres. It tends to be like a promoter kind of yeah. has a thing and they stick to that. Um, and the venues are kind of the same as well, um, which in some ways is quite cool. Like you can, the 
the guys that are worth, uh, you know, the guys that are worth paying attention to in Birmingham, you can pretty safely go to any of their shows and know that you're going to have a good time. Yeah. Um, because they care about what they're doing and that's really cool. Um, in terms of like, I guess, post-rock and shoegaze and that wider stuff, like I was saying before, mm. it, it, it tends to sit uncomfortably with the rest of the city. Yeah. So you end up being like, um, like a bit of a, a left field choice on a bill. Okay. Um, okay. But I, I quite like that. I like the challenge of, mm-hmm. of someone seeing something that they're not necessarily into and maybe yeah. winning a few people over. That's, that's fine by me. Um, there was a, there was a big movement with like uh, psych music for a few years. I think that's gone away. Okay. But it was like lots of uh, lots of like Tame Impala esque stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I couldn't really speak to what like the city's currently doing. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think the country as a whole seems to have a bit of like a, a post punk wave going on. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I can't imagine that's far away in Birmingham. But, and what about um, in in Kent and surrounding areas, Max? Do you find it the same? What's big musically like? And where are you from, even exactly? Yeah. Yeah, so we're from we're from Margate, which is right at the nice southeasterly point of the country. Um, seaside territory, like isn't it? it yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but it's, it, if you take the the fast train, it's an hour and twenty minutes from London. Okay. Um, okay. So it's it, we're we're really close. It's a couple of hour drive as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of what the music scene is in Margate, it's it's a bizarre one because it's always been thriving musically or, or culturally. Um, we're very big on um, kind of being all for local businesses. Yeah. We're very big on, um, we seem to be celebrating LGBTQ plus stuff every single week, be in the form of music or celebration at festivals. We've had Noel Gallagher. We've got Simply Red coming down. We had Biffy Clyro last year down mm-hmm. at Dreamland. Um, so the music scene is is big. It's massive. Yeah. yeah. Underground as well. All the bands that are now really big. Wet Leg. They played our local venue elsewhere. Okay. We've just done our album release show there. So it's like, it's really weird. It's not a set. Yeah. Very, very um, diverse, all Max, isn't it? Very diverse, very yeah. alternative. Pretty cool. Nice to be a part of. And how hard do you find it to, to slip into those shows or get get to support <clears throat> somebody or get involved? What, what's involved for you there? Like, do you have promoters? Do you do, do it yourselves, a bit of graft? We, yeah, we, we, we rarely play. I think we like to the the maximum we'll play locally is once a year, okay. Because that's just that's just how we like to do. It. And also, there's no it goes back to what you said, Ian. I suppose we end up being on the bill with a lot of bands that are different to us, mm. which is great. I'm going to speak really honest and bluntly here. But when the bands are not very good, you know, it doesn't really help us out because mm. people yeah. will leave. Um, and I'm sure Ian, you've had that. It problem yeah. as well so what we tend to do is we've tended to kind of move away from playing with post-rock bands and look into playing with bands similar to your lows or your holding absences mm-hmm. you know um it it's worked really good for us and yeah. we've managed to get a, a fan base that we probably wouldn't have got if we just funneled ourselves in in one direction but as I was telling you guys before, we, we're so behind on 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 touring and, and playing shows. Like we we just haven't capitalised yeah. on this stuff yet. The team behind us with our with our booking agent and our management, 
that's well hopefully it will change you know next year will be will be different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ian would you agree with all that Max has been mentioned there the same idea like you know is it a good thing to fall into as a support to something completely different so people are finding something new and going fuck it this is I, I'm liking this I, I actually think uh, that it is probably almost exactly the same for us mm. like um, I think um, with like post rock and shoegaze um, and that kind of stuff that's that's adjacent to that I, I don't necessarily think that you'd want a, an entire bill of yeah post rock or shoegaze at your local gigs mm-hmm. but curating a gig where you stick something left field on that's not shoehorning the wrong thing in and you know playing with your kind of your kind of hardcore acts and your metal acts and um you know i mean there's there's a few like slowcore bands knocking around these days which is very cool um i like playing with those people it's different but it's what i'm interested in and it's nice to be like a, you know, a branch off sideways from someone's music taste yeah. that isn't so far removed. They just don't get it. But, and, willing, to, um, but willing to listen and willing to yeah. give something a chance. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. I think it'd be, it, I think the, uh, the way for us to fit, it might be with you and the way for us to fit with post-rock lineups is that when we play with bands like God is an astronaut, um, when we play with Tides of Man, we've done a tour with them. Um, we've got a few shows upcoming with some fairly, all right, post post rock bands. I mean, you've got Boss coming up, haven't you? Yeah. Which will be absolutely insane. And I think mm. they're the kind yeah. of post rock lineups you want to be on. Yeah. When we played with Delaire the Liar, like a, a punk band, punk rock band, a few years ago, it was brilliant for us because mm. all their fans were just n- no idea who we were, and they just fucking loved to stand there, just headbanging. <laughs> didn't have to sing along, didn't know our words. That's all right. <laughs> you just enjoy it. <laughs> Just go with the floor, lads. Just go with Just the go floor. There, yeah. yeah. So brilliant. yeah, I think I think it works both ways, but you've got to take what you can get and, and take it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Have you both played in Europe, lads? I know, obviously, take don't go to it. That trip that just happened, but before that, was there trips abroad? Ian, no, um, not for Oakland. That was that was our first kind what of about, taste baptism, of huh? Europe and touring. Really, yeah. Hell yeah. of a hell of a baptism, but it was amazing. Um, we. We went to Utrecht the yeah. day after in Holland. Um, we played there, and uh, Ren's the guy who put us on. Okay, like, lovely dude. Couldn't do enough for us. It was it was very similar to the treatment of Dunk, really. Um, you know, obviously on a smaller scale, real cool little, uh, real cool little punk venue, and treated well. Lovely people. You know, the guys who showed up, we got to chat to after and have a beer and stuff. It was just great. Like, Yeah, my reason for asking, like, was trying to compare the UK to mm. Europe. Like, I mean, do you find... I just thought of a, an example. I just remember... You, like, I think the bare, I think it's fair to say, like, when, when wherever size you are, the, the bare minimum, if you say you're going to get something to eat, the promise is you ever give you something to eat. If it's, if it's pit of bread and hummus, brilliant, yeah. But it's when they give you, like, pit of bread and hummus and no toaster. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, cool, cheers. <laughs> mm. And it's just like, you don't really drink or anything like that. And But in Europe, as Ian was saying, you just get treated like, like dunk level. Yeah. Kind of catering or, or just hospitality. 
yeah, so it just made me laugh. I remember when we turned up to a show once and it was, here you go. Oh, cool, cheers. <laughs> There's just like us in our, our naive state of mind. So I'm going, oh, yeah, mm, thank you. Which is like, what, what is this? And because you see, like, I, I was talking to the US guys there now recently again, and, and they said the difference between America and Europe is huge as well. And you guys just mm. the hospitality, how they look after you, how they tend to you, they do go above and beyond, you know. So I just wondered you, if, if you had a chance to compare the UK, then obviously we won't go into the whole UK, Europe, fucking Brexit thing here. But, no, no, but no, you know they, what I mean, you know what I'm getting yeah. at. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll save myself there and just say, like, we, we've had great experiences. Brilliant. In the UK, as as well as you, we, for a time we played more shows in Europe than UK. It's bizarre. Yeah, you know, it's so weird. We've been a band for eight years. Uh-huh. It's a long time, um, and a good chunk of it was just sitting around twiddling thumbs, waiting to see what would happen. Yeah. So, like I said earlier, you, you take what you what you can get. Exactly. You, exactly. At the time, you're grateful for it, but then you look back now and you're like, they're not giving us a. <laughs> A pack of crisps, <laughs> yeah. and toaster, man. Come on, yeah, come on. <laughs> well, guys, before we go any further here, talking to these two guys, I'm going to give you a taster of what their music is about. I'm going to play two tracks for you guys from Cold Bones. The track is Collapse, and from Outlander, it's Sinking. So, grab yourselves a beer and have a listen, and we'll be back to you in a couple of minutes.
So there you have it, guys. There's two fantastic tracks for your Cold Bones, Collapse, and Outlander Sinking. Fuck it, go check them out. That's all I can say. Let's check them out. Guys, next I want to talk about vinyl. Are you into it? Do you collect it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. My uh it, it it's small, but it, it's like wait. <laughs> uh yeah, so <laughs> the vinyl collection is small. How and, small uh, is small? What, what do you what do you consider small, Ian? Oh, I don't know. I'm probably 50, 60 at this point. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, it, it's you know, it's not it's not massive, but um like stuff that I've I've really cared about, I've tried to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah, I kind of I wish I had a little bit more disposable cash to buy some more because there's that's plenty the of stuff. Yeah, that's especially it. when it's like small runs as well, and you kind of miss the boat as it comes out because you didn't have the cash at the time. So yeah, that's happened a few times, but yeah, definitely into it. Anyone who who collects shares, you're paying like what about yeah. you, Max? Are you the same? Do you collect it? Yeah, kind of. My hobbies for me are, are really dangerous because I just go like all in on <laughs> when I'm in sofa. I, I want that hobby, so I go for it. So at the moment, I've been going for a right Lego stage. Some of the oh, vinyl hey. stuff, the vinyl stuff stopped, um, <laughs> but I tended to go more towards um, that, well soundtracks. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So I've got all the um, kind of current at the moment. I've got all the um, the first pressings of the, the Stranger Things stuff. Oh, um, nice. But like the exclusive, uh, like mail order ones. Uh-huh. So that's kind of like where I started and just kind of went with it. And then I got given my wife's uh, dad's collection to borrow. Okay. Um, I've, got like, I've got the Who, like first presses of the Who. I've got um, a lot of Thin Lizzy. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. The Clash, like just everything. A bit of Kate Bush in there. I think there's a Gary Glitter one. You know, <laughs> yeah. cool the I think that, that has to go to the Springer Spaniel see what he does with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see what he <laughs> see what he makes of it. You just touched on Kate Bush there and everything else, and and Stranger Things actually how that song yeah. became came popular again, and obviously guys he had recorded running mm. up that hill. Like I mean, complete by chance that it all happened at the same time. Um, it happened in 2019. Uh, yeah, we actually we released it in 2019. And I think the fact that it's been picked up by, not necessarily been picked up by Stranger Things, but it's been thrusted into this like, pop culture thing now where everyone yeah. loves it. I think it should be a testament to the song rather than the show. I love I the show. The show is great. Mm-hmm. But it just shows why that song is so good. And it's, I know it's a bit pretentious of us, but we don't call it a cover. We say it's an interpretation because we, we've, taken, mm-hmm. we've taken the song, we've added a little bit to it. But we, me personally, I really looked at the lyrics and... Yeah discussed with the boys like okay what direction can we take this what meaning are we taking from it you know and there was that line in there so much hate for the ones we love and that was what we focused on that line was the thing we focused on yeah yeah so albeit coincidental that we released in we we may look to take advantage of that it's not because of stranger things it's because it's appreciating how amazing that song is it is an amazing track like and i suppose if if someone does fall into the trap of just being obsessed with it because of Stranger Things or because Kate Bush is back in the tracks again. They just go onto YouTube, they look and they see other versions. Yeah. And I suppose that just it helps because not too well, easy. Placebo covered it Did first, it? really exactly, mentioned, yeah. didn't they? And yeah. that that was that, I loved that version. So do I. But yeah. I had yeah. I had it in my head that we should do that before I heard the placebo one. Okay. You know, so it's not none I think it's just weird how everyone remembers that first time they heard and experienced Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. You know, mine just so happens to be it's ended up being in this cool cover that we got. Very cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I love it. I love your track. I love your version of it. It's really cool. It is. 
Ian, I suppose I'll, I'll just show everyone here your latest one. This yeah. is um, Sundowning and, and Unconditional. I, but we call it an EP, Ian, or like the, I, d- I don't know, man. I don't like, know what to call it, yeah. We, I know it's two tracks, but let's be honest, like they're post rock, post metal, it goes, it, they're, they're not well, uh, radio friendly. Like. Well, we, we've, we've had this leveled at us a couple of times and we don't really get it ourselves. Yeah. Like, you know, a few people, oh, it's two tracks. It's like, yeah, it's like 17 minutes long or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's EP length, easy. And then yeah. we had it uh, with the previous record on the Valley Machine. People were like, oh, is it an EP? And I think it was like 53 minutes of music or something. <laughs> it's quite, you know, just because there's five tracks on it doesn't mean yeah. it's not on. But no, anyway. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, hate, I hate asking this question because I hate even showing it because what do you fucking call it? Like, yeah. Uh, you know what? Pe- like people can interpret it as they want. U- mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's splitting hairs worrying about like exactly, yeah. what to call it. It's just... It's what we put out. Like that record um, kind of explored an avenue that we knew was a bit of a dead end. Um, uh-huh. You know, it, it's it's pretty heavy by our standards. Yeah. And it's not something that I think we could, um, we would necessarily want to follow as like okay. the only, only route. So it was nice to kind of have that little bit of experiment and have that inform later stuff. Like it certainly was different to the value machine and don't yeah. think like... And even the artwork on them, you yeah. know, you had this very urban sort of real life. Yeah. Birmingham, I'm, I'm taking it. They were taking uh, those, those photos. Yeah. So um, how did it change? Because the music changed? Is that the reason? The song changed? Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, hmm. It's it's actually the same photographer. Um, All right. So it's our friend Rich Lambert, who goes under the name Auspices, who... Um, just is an amazing photographer and we just wanted to work with him and kind of um kind of showcase our city a little bit with yeah uh, valley and machine you know it's all it's all local photos from city center mm-hmm. um and then we just kind of expanded our, our kind of view and didn't didn't want to kind of do the same thing again but knew yeah, yeah. we wanted to keep going with rich um because just love his photos and mm. um He's been super gracious, just always willing to work with us and help us out. And that's great, you know. Like, they must become a bit of a talking point because you'd look at that album cover of The Valley Machine and you'd, I won't say you'd never put it to the music, but it, by comparison to what else would be out there, art-wise, it, it is different. It is yeah. pretty unique, isn't it? Was yeah, that, I think was that, so. Was that intentional or did it just um, happen? Not really. I think we're, we're pretty... Um, we're pretty kind of isolated with the decisions that we like to make, you know, as long yeah. as we're, we're happy with it, that's fine. You know, mm. we just want to kind of be honest about things. You know, we're not, we're not particularly, um, I really know what the word is. We, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not introverted people, but we're certainly not really capable of portraying ourselves other than yeah, yeah. like the, you know, the people that we are and, I guess and, you. And I think we try to do that with the with the photography and stuff because we just, you know, that that's fine. We just want to kind of show our mate Rich's yeah. work because it's I like cool. It. I like it, yeah. I yeah. really think it's cool, yeah. Max, your album, which again, artwork, like, do you want to tell me who this artist is? Yeah, sure. So, it's incredible. Uh, like, I mean, I try and yeah, get as much it's beautiful, that It is. is stunning, like, stunning stuff. So um, that, that was done by um, Alice Sabino. Um, well, actually, there's, there's two parts of the artwork. Um, there was the the um, typography, the icons on the back, 
So yeah. oh yes, probably, I yeah. Had that so I'll probably I'll, I'll quickly mention that that was done mm. by tattoo artist um, Dan Fry, who's done mine, Jordan Nick's, all our tattoos. And um, we approached him and said, "Look, we've got these ten songs. This is the concept of the album. Can you listen to the tracks and do us a uh, an icon for each yeah. song?" And he and he knocked it out of the park. So that that's all commissioned by by Dan. Um, the the painting that you see is uh-huh. Alice Abino. She done our first album, Where It All Began. Um, we loved it. We went back to her and said, look, this is our concept. This is what we want to do. We've done like a rough, like Photoshop idea. Yeah. And labels and kind of piece it together on Photoshop and said, can you do, a, do this in, in a painting? She said, I'll try. And we got that. And we were just like, whoa, wow. this is like, yeah. I've got the original upstairs and it's, oh, nice. it's a pretty special feel running your hand over the, over the painting. Um, but we got that, we got the artwork before we wrote any songs. Go ahead. Like we we use that artwork to write write songs, yeah. So it was part of the creation, so and part of the ideas behind the Cataclysm, so yeah. basically, yeah. That that album in particular was it was heavily concept based, mm-hmm. built off of works of fiction and non-fiction, and yeah. just general theories. It was, yeah, it was a bit intense, but yeah, it, it worked out it, nicely. It's incredible. It was actually in my top. I think it was actually my top three of that year when it came out. Oh, that's big. I just love it. Mate. I mean, unbelievable album. Yeah, it really was. That's awesome. There's Thank you a, so much. It's not a bad track on it. And I just love these passages that you use throughout it. Uh, where do they come from, these spoken passages? Um, so on the album, we've got one spoken word, and that is from Lord Byron's um, poem. Uh, it's called, uh, oh, what's it called? Sorry, the name escapes me. It's been so long since I spoke about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Darkness or The Year Without Summer, something like that. Um, I'll go back and I'll explain that to you another time when no I've really yeah, yeah. got my like theory head on. Um, but then I think if you're referring to live, yeah, um, <clears throat> David is our friend. He's an actor. Um, I basically wrote out a narrative for each side of the of the album, and then little passing narratives for transitions in the songs, and okay. then he recorded he recorded it all. So that's a poem on the record. But everything you hear live over the PA is what I've written to go hand in hand with the music in the concept in universe that went to perfection actually at dunk it was cheers perfect like it really was we spoke about dunk already max with you <clears throat> but i suppose ian you went with um, church road records to, to press yeah. this good guys to deal with have you dealt with them before no this was our first time and uh they're phenomenal people mm-hmm. I can't say enough good things about them um yeah you know, sammy and justine have been really great to us and um we were just really thankful of the opportunity really um it's not it was something we'd always wanted to do we wanted to do um you know a vinyl release yeah um and they were super up for it and really happy to help us out um and hopefully we can keep doing stuff with them mm-hmm. um i hope how was it being received you think i mean did it sell well the vinyl press of it yeah, I, I think so. So it, it's kind of our first decent step up, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, the 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 attachment to the label um, and the help that they've given us has, has really been a, a leg up, mm-hmm. and it's definitely definitely kind of improved our kind of position as a band. Um, I know, like we we've done pretty well with the. Um, with like the, the copies of vinyl that we've got ourselves, yeah, um, they've been selling 
pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't like to say for Church Road, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think things have been pretty good. Like it definitely has had the scene. I think hasn't it? the whole post scene vinyl. I know vinyl's made a big yeah. fucking impact over the last five ten years, but it definitely has become a big part of the post music. I think that scene. Everybody yeah. seems to do a run of maybe a hundred, two hundred, whatever they can afford to do. Is it essential at this stage that a band has a hard copy? Even CDs and cassettes are back, we say. You yeah. know what I mean? We've gone beyond. Are we coming full circle or what? We went beyond. Yeah. I don't, see, I don't know, Ian. That'd be interesting one to hear from you. Like, we always get requests for CDs. <laughs> always. And yeah, I don't know do. if it's like a post-rock thing, but it's like CDs are what people are like, okay, yeah, we're getting reprinted. We, we found um, in Europe, that was, that was what we got requested quite a lot. Um, not sure why, but yeah. it's cool, you know. I mean, I guess all formats have their place. People have still got CD players and cars and stuff, so I was just kind of makes sense. Say, yeah, has everyone got old cars? We can't afford new cars at this yeah. day and age, so that's what's <laughs> my, happening. My, my, my mate's boot, uh, bootlegged our album on a um, mini disc. Mini disc, Jesus! How many people yeah. have a mini disc compared at this stage? My God, there's only one in the world for us. <laughs> Lads, I know I, I'm actually I'm holding up a little bit with time wise. So look, I want to go on. We could talk forever, obviously, and I might even get you back on the show another time and we might do something else. But I suppose I want to get through my three session questions with you. I sent them on to you uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you had a look or not, but yeah. we, we'll see how we get on. The first question, lads, was um, if you could walk into a recording studio <laughs> and do a cover version of any track, obviously, bear one particular track for you, Max, what would yeah. it be? we start with you, Max, actually. Go ahead. Um, we, it's funny, we were, we were talking about doing a cover again. Um, for me, there's like, there's two choices I'd like to do. And I, I don't know if we'll ever do it. We certainly probably won't do this one, but I really wanted to do a cruel summer by banana rama. Um, there's something wow. really, yeah. There's that, something that's out really, there. That's a left field. If there was everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I, know, really I know the track. I know it's very well. Well, it changed my life when I was watching the karate kid and I was just like, that, I don't know what it was. That scene just like kind of like just engrossed me. The music yeah. and the yeah, I really think we could do something cool. That I also think we could probably do like a a really good like Ramstein cover. Nice. Um, because on Kate Bush, um, on Run Out the Hill, we <laughs> use vocoders, so it was we're all. I think I done I done the chorus, and then Jordy and Nick done like the the bridgey part, and it was just cool to do something a little bit different. Yeah. Um. So we'd have to spice up the vocals a little bit. When I say spice up, I mean cover up our singing voice because we can't sing for shit. It's like, <laughs> so rub- we are so rubbish. People go, oh, why haven't you got vocals? Because like, we can't sing. And I um, think the vocal arrangement on Running Up The Hill is, is, is fucking brilliant. Like, I love it. Even my young friend was in the car today and he said, I, li- I like the vocals in this one, you know? That's there you course, go. Yeah. yeah. I've got videos on my phone of us just going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might want yourself. Um, if you could, if he, if he, as Outlander, or even as yourself, you want to do a solo thing, go in and do a cover version. Um, we have actually kind of made early steps towards one. Um, right. We did um, "Without You, I'm Nothing" by Placebo and David oh. Bowie, um, which is a bit of a mutual favourite between us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was really fun. Uh, we didn't we didn't really get much further than it. Uh, yeah. Like Joe moved to London right at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Um, so like the latest record and the pandemic kind of leading into the, the fruition of that project was mostly done by sending demos online to each other. So just yeah. for fun, we covered a few things and that one 
that one definitely kind of stood out. So I'd, I'd quite like to see where that one would go. That's a class track. It's, it's a yeah. class album, actually, with OJ Mullins. Oh, early phenomenal 90s, record. Mid 90s, quite a record. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I, saw him, I saw him with Michael McCormick. So I didn't play anything from that. No, I saw really? him four years ago. They did nothing for me, which killed me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I, so I saw them. I saw them. Was it their 25th anniversary tour? And they, they'd like pulled out all the stops. They got like they got all the gear. They got all the setups from like every single record, and they went oh, through stop. it chronologically. It was oh, so amazing. Good. They even yeah. had all the footage from when they toured with Bowie and stuff. Oh wow! It was, what a it show. was cool, man. What yeah, a it, was, show. it was a good one. Ah, uh, yeah, rub it in there and rub that one in my Sorry. direction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come here to second question, lads. If you could uh, play live on stage with any band, past or present, who would it be? Trying to go first, Max, again there. Yeah, I mean. I'm just going to throw a complete wild card out there. Um, I saw Kiss at Download uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and I thought they were incredible. You know, um, if, whether you think they're playing on backing track or not, to be running around the stage, I, I want to be on Paul Stanley's lap while he zip wires across the crowd. <laughs> That's what I want to do. You know, I want I want to feel God of Thunder. Yeah, and the blood yeah. splattering off onto me. I just want to be there. Yeah, I could just stand there like this. It's oh, the fucking really, energy they bring, cool. isn't it? Yeah. It's the energy they bring. It. It's, it, it was just amazing. It's a show, absolutely. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah in, in, sure. just absolutely incredible. I mean, there's probably like more serious answers I can give in terms of collaboration. Yeah. You no, know? but at the moment, I, I can't, I can't, I can't really think of one. Mm-hmm. I didn't oh, want to go too serious with it. No, Kiss is good, man. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I think. I, I had to talk about this one at length with uh, <laughs> with the other guys because I wasn't sure how to answer this. Okay. But um, I definitely think for ourselves, like we really appreciate when people, like we were saying earlier about like us as bands, like we both found that we kind of are always the oddball on a bill. I like bands that kind of are the oddball in their genre. Mm-hmm. And they, they kind of pull from a bunch of places and don't really sit comfortably anywhere. Right. And and for ourselves, like probably the best example of that is Kowloon Ward City. And like if we ever got the opportunity to play with those guys, okay, we'd be all over that. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. It's amazing. That's, that's possible, Ian. That's possible, like. Well, I mean, if they ever come back to the UK, we'd be uh we'd be straight on the emails, I think. You'd be there taking their stuff off the off their vans, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Can I, we follow? I did. Yeah. <laughs> could, could I could I give a, a just a, another really quick answer there? Oh, um, Jesus, I, yeah, think, I, with, I think I think it's kind of a, a mutual thing between us three and the band that we'd and she might hear this. We'd really like to do something with Joe Quayle. Um, yeah. We're we're really friendly with her last year in Leeds. She's a really lovely person, and every now and again we're we're on social media together. Mm-hmm. I think she's brilliant. She what is she amazing, does is yeah. absolutely incredible, and I think if we could bring our two worlds together mm. that would be a lot of fun mm-hmm. a lot a lot of things have to move to make that happen but yeah on a, on a serious note like joe Quayle would be would be great and actually you're, you're going to see, you're, you're playing our tangent am i right this year yeah so you're going to see joe again and you saw her at dunk but yeah. as in you played at dunk at the same time so yeah she's amazing did you get yeah. to see her at dunk lads actually did either of you get to see her performance her solo performance inside that theater no, uh, we she didn't. Day, day before us, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I tell you, it was something. Again, everything was unique about Dunk, but this, like, you know, I know, have you seen this this part of the theatre? Like, it's stacked maybe three stories high, wrapped around her, and she just stood there solo with her cello. 
and not a pin dropped like you know the place is full and not a sound it's something special yeah yeah really was awesome um, awesome here's our standing now even thinking about it final question so guys give me a name of a band or an album to go for uh, this year or something that you know is coming up in next year even um, don't be afraid we, to name drop friends family whatever <laughs> you want to do so we actually I'm going to give Joe full credit for this one Joe told us about a band uh, I believe it's pronounced Tvula okay spell um, it out for us there, so. uh, T-V-I-V-L-E-R okay um, and they're like a noise rock punk kind okay. of band from Copenhagen um I think all the guys have been in uh, bands before that have done pretty well. Mm-hmm. The the like the connection that we knew was um, Town Portal. Okay. Um, and that record is it's pretty big, man. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. big. If you like anything kind of vaguely noisy and chaotic with some decent grooves in it, it's it's there in spades. It's phenomenal record. Great stuff. Cool, cool, yeah. nice one. How about yourself, Max? Have you something to throw at us? Um, I think well, I was chatting to um, a Patrick from a barrel at sea. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if you I don't know if you're aware of, of those guys. They're actually coming um, to Cork, coming to my hometown a couple of months time. Can't wait. Yeah, they're they're great and they're they're amazing at what they do. And I think any anything they're going to bring out, mm-hmm. be it 2022 or early 2023, is, yeah. is definitely um, something to to look out for. Um, I'm not really too sure if any any bands are bringing anything out or too many to bring anything out this year you know mm-hmm. it was always that weird thing of will will it happen again will the pandemic kick off no. you know and we all saw the effects of that yeah yeah and the last time around so i think maybe 2023 is the one where we all sit down and go yeah do you know what this, i think so yeah people are still a bit apprehensive yeah. aren't they yeah i've just been i've just been playing um the new um turnstile album glow on just oh, constantly it's yeah. constantly it's- been on constant repeat here as well. Yeah. It's a phenomenal record. Yes, yeah. I mean, I can't get enough of it. Dog walking is just that and podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Chalk hands for me, lads. I can't get enough of Chalk Hands latest album right now. Have you heard it? Oh, I haven't no, heard it. I haven't heard new, yeah. What about the new drug church one? I don't know if you're into No, I haven't, I haven't heard it, no. It's it's pretty pretty different. It's like almost t- a bit like turnstile, you mm-hmm. know, just that kind of more dance than than have a mosh okay you know I, th- I think that's kind of fair to fair to say but yeah check check that one out great stuff and i suppose it's not part of my session questions but just out of curiosity the last album you played les what was the last album you listened to now before coming on to me this evening can you remember <laughs> <laughs> max has gone, gone left feeling us again i think have you uh yeah so it was uh, <laughs> denim and leather by saxon <laughs> ah, old school i love it yeah. i love it <laughs> And no, and no shame, no shame about it. No, 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 not at all. I class. love it. Yeah, class stuff. Ian, can you recall uh, what you last listened to? I can actually, yeah. Uh, so we met a guy in Utrecht uh, called Roger. Okay. And uh, he turned me on to this band called A Fungus. And I think they're from Amsterdam. And they're like, a, I guess, like kind of a messy, like emo math pop right. band. Okay. And uh, you know what? That record bowled me over. Their latest thing, I can't get enough of. I just can't turn it off. Worth checking out, so. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. It's a good time. Well, guys, all I can say at this stage, Camille, is thanks so much for coming on. I could have spent spent hours talking to you because 
we all share the same love for the same styles and genres and sort of even going back to old school music as we just mentioned there we could talk hours hours about music so look thanks for taking time out thanks for coming on you know we've got to do we've got to do it again but this time or next time we've got to be playing a gig together and we've got to do it live exactly it was actually a a thought it was a thought before I went to Dunk is it something we could actually do but this is so new to me that I said look I wait till next year but please go catch up somewhere I loved it great stuff Um, so there you go guys look two incredible bands from the UK as I said Cole Bones and Outlander check out their albums Sundowning for Outlander and the Cataclysm and again back catalogs go through it all it's all there on Bandcamp Catch and Playing Live I know Arctangent is the big one for you Max coming up yeah um, fuck it what, what a show what a weekend that's going to be it's going to be incredible so make sure you catch them Ian have you anything coming up tour wise have you anything in the pipeline I think we've got a couple of gigs started about um, we've got a tour with Bosk in September oh yes that's right yeah um, another Kent band yeah good lads good lads They've uh, they've been looking after us. Yeah. (laughs) Look after you. Great stuff. So there you go, guys. That's what you check out. Check out Bosk with Outlander and Arctangent for Cold Bones and everything else in between. Thanks, everyone, for coming in, listening to me and tuning into the Smashing Skull sessions. Thanks to Richie from the Metal Cell podcast, who always edits and produces the show. Uh, See you in a couple weeks' time. Take care. Good luck. Mm